our first distance learning our take podcast. I have some students joining us as long, as well as Mrs. Pavko. Um, how this is going to how our podcast is going to work for the next few weeks is we're going to have some Zoom meetings and we're going to talk about specific issues dealing with the coronavirus. So today our episode is our take um, with fear and panic or on fear and panic with the coronavirus. Mrs. Pavko and I will probably be moderating this a little bit, but we want our students to have their voice heard as the purpose of this podcast was to begin with. So I'm gonna throw out a question to you all. Why do you think there's been so much fear and panic during this pandemic? Well, I think it's because nobody's really faced anything like this before. The majority of us haven't lived through something that affects so many people and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse as more people get sick and people are afraid of getting sick. I also think that like there's no vaccine or like treatment for this. So people are just, you know, dying from this. And, you know, as Abby said, we've never faced anything like this. So there's no treatment and people are just dying from it. We don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't think anyone alive right now has experienced any sort of pandemic like we're experiencing now. So you all are a part of history. There's also like so much unknown about it. It's kind of that thing of people have a fear of what like the unknown and what they don't know because they don't know much about it. Yeah, I don't think people like uh, being in the house all day. So I think also some of that is like, when are we going to be able to start moving around again and being mobile and stuff? Because it's been almost what, like two and a half, three weeks now, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not really going anywhere. You know what I mean? It's, it's like progressing and they're like, the worst still hasn't come yet. So. It's still like that anticipation and that eagerness to, for it to actually like jump over and start to go down, but we're still going up. So yeah. kind of related to that, I'm wondering if you all, since we are sort of settling into this new normal, I guess, do you feel like your fear is still at the same level? Is it more or less than it was when this all started? Has that changed? Well, I think I'm a little less afraid. Because, like, we've settled into a routine where, like, okay, this will stop it eventually. Sure, it'll take a little bit before we get back to pre-pandemic life. But just by staying home, we are preventing the spread. Yeah, no, mine kind of comes in, like, waves. Like, I'll get a wave of being really worried and panicked about it. And then it'll dull down, and I'll be fine for a while. And then the panic will come back for a bit. And it kind of just it's coming in waves. Uh, me, um, I try not to be really worried or scared about it in the first place because it's, it's just, it's just not necessary in my opinion. I think, I understand like how it comes naturally and stuff, but when you entertain it, it just, me, I notice like if you're in the house all day and you sit around, you worry about it, it, it's not really, it's not good for you. Like it, it makes you feel worse, almost like, oh, I'm in the house. And then what's going to happen? Like, I think just saying trusting and stuff and trying to look ahead and uh, keep looking for the better days. I think that's what I've been trying to do. My fear is kind of like at a border because I get really nervous sometimes because I like um, the people that I care about in my house. If I'm going on like a walk or just wanting to go outside, I'm scared if I'm going to like catch it and then give it to my family members. But I do try not to like worry about it because I know it's just going to get worse if I do. Yeah, Robert, you had some good ideas on combating it. I think my fear comes from when will this end and are we going to be in this 
that's uh, quarantined for a long time. So even more so than the virus itself, it's like the fear of being trapped. We're, we're social beings as humans. So that's, that's my biggest anxiety inducer. Something that's crazy to me is that South Carolina just got a stay-at-home order like yesterday. And imagine how long the virus has been spreading in South Carolina uncontrolled. Have you been following the Ohio curves? Mm -hmm. The governor and Dr. Amy Acton talk about it too. The, the Ohio curve is amazing how much it's been flattened, but the big thing is that we have to keep doing what we're doing. Um, so that helps alleviate some fear that what we're doing is working and it's not not something that we're just doing to do. There, There is validity to social distancing. Another thing that I think is causing anxiety is the information that's being spread. There are different sources of information that are saying different things, like the Cleveland Clinic is saying it'll peak May-July, while the Ohio board is saying, oh, it'll be fine April-May. Mm -hmm. that, that's People an unknown. are confused by that. Where, how do you guys like distinguish what um, news sources you read and what you believe? And I feel like I can't like trust any sources, and you just have kind of like have to go by what you're saying because everybody's saying stuff that's different, and nobody's gonna have like just one straight opinion. So I feel like whatever you're feeling, that's what you should go by. Yeah, and yeah, I. I just avoid the news because at this point, watching it makes the anxiety worse for me. So it's easier for me to just not watch it and get what information I need from my, like my family who does watch the news and has more information. I think that's smart. I have to limit my news intake as well because it is very overwhelming. This is a brand new experience for all of us. And um, that's, that's why we feel that it's natural to feel that fear and um, anxiety. So what are some of the ways you guys are combating it? Well, for me, looking at the New York Times, the New York Times has got maps and numbers and compares country by country. The U.S. does have the most amount of cases worldwide. But when you look at Ohio, we're flattening the curve really well, as you said. And Lake County has just under 100 cases as of like 8 o'clock this morning. So I'm not that worried. Numbers always are a good thing to look at. Numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. I just try distracting myself from it so I don't just sit there and just think about it. I do a bunch of other stuff, you know, to keep my mind busy and also keeping myself entertained so I'm not bored in quarantine. That's so what I just, things are those that you all, you're doing to entertain yourself when you can't really get out and do anything? I do kind of like... Like, I draw a lot, or I play my instrument, and just find stuff to do. I've been coloring because I got a bunch of colored pencils for my birthday a year ago. Oh, and reading, yeah. Reading, that's a big thing. Uh, <laughs> I just, me? like, oh, okay. oh, sorry, you can go. Oh, okay. If, um, I've been, like, uh, going outside a lot, you know, walking my, I'm walking my dog. Uh, playing basketball and stuff, working out, taking advantage of it, because I know during the school year and stuff, it could be hard to do the stuff I like to do. Like, I like to fish a lot, and this is parked down the street, so I go fishing sometime, uh, play basketball, watch movies, stuff like that. Just trying to relax, because sometimes when you overwhelm yourself, 
it's so easy to yourself. Like you got to keep going, you got to finish. But certain times, it's like let's take a break. You know, let's relax a little bit, eat something like that. That's just how I've been thinking. Alexis, what were you gonna say? Um, I just tell myself that it's all gonna get better because you know not everything lasts forever. You know, there's always gonna be an end. Right, so. just like Michael Bornstein, this too shall pass. I thought that was amazing that this happened right after we studied that. And the theme is it, carrying through. Uh, but that's something I like to do, too. You just tell yourself, time keeps moving forward. There will be an end. Mm -hmm. um, getting outside is good. I'm glad you, that you're allowed to go outside in your yard, and that's good for your mental health. Um, we're going to start wrapping things up here. One last question, though. What do you guys think about the whole panic shopping craze, the toilet paper hoarders? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think <laughs> that hoarding toilet paper is a little crazy yeah. because nobody needs that much toilet paper. I know. I say unless we're actually going to be, like, shut down, shut down, nobody needs that much. Right. We'll always be able to go to stores. I, 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 I think people, I mean... I feel like the more obvious reason people get that much is because, like, uh, they don't want to leave the house at all or anything. And that that basically means, like, the early morning birds, you know, get all the toilet paper and it's no left. Like, I go to stores and I, like, see it's only, like, one uh, thing of toilet paper left or paper towels or something. So, I mean, it's understandable, but I don't think it has to be that way. But it's, like, understandable, like, why they do it at the same time. I've seen pictures of like pasta sections of the stores where everybody's panic buying pasta, but everybody leaves the lasagna noodles. We're not desperate enough to buy lasagna. I know I saw an image. I don't know if it was true. It was like, um, even when all the food's gone, they leave all the vegan stuff, like the fake cheese. And stuff. <laughs> but no, I thought, um, too, from the adult perspective, and those of you who have had a chance to get into a grocery store, how weird it is on any given week, what happens to be the item that's missing, because it seems to change. Like, everybody buys all the cheese this week, and there's none, and then everybody's bought all the eggs and bread the next week, and then there's none, and then the, the nerd in me is like, wow, like, how well we have defined our supply and demand normally, that this all runs so smoothly, that there's exactly enough at the store all the time, and I wonder how long it's going to take to sort of get back to that normal. That is true. I've had And will the normal be the same after this? Yeah. That's a really good question. And that's that gives me a little fear. Like I, I want the normal to be the same, but I, I heard um I forget who it was on the news saying, well, the hygiene should always obviously stay the same. So maybe this is a good thing that we're gonna be a bit more conscientious about washing our hands in public because that, that should be the norm as is, and maybe it wasn't before. I think this is like a warning for us to get better at things and this wouldn't happen if, you know, or like wouldn't get to this peak if we were in social distancing, washing our hands, staying home when we're sick. Yeah, it's, it's good reminders on this large, large scale and also just a good reminder that sometimes the slow life isn't, isn't the worst thing in the world and kind of bring you back to your roots. So I'm going to um, thank you guys for your thoughts. I, you guys have a lot of good things to say and um, I think together we'll get through this with, um, and it seems you're all combating your fear and panic really well for your age. Any last thoughts? No. Right. Just like, you know, stay, stay motivated. Um, stay strong. Try not to worry too much because, you know, with, with the right mindset and everything, you know, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to happen accordingly and everything. So okay. nothing to really try to I think those are good words to end on, Robert. <laughs>
All right, thank you all.